0: And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Season 5, Week 40. This is the B Block. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel.
1: uh, This is Sam. I'm coming at you, too, live from Brooklyn, New York, as usual. Uh, And we're doing a little something a little different on this B Block today. Usually we do just one topic today. We thought maybe we'd cover a couple topics um, cause we didn't really have one that we just wanted to talk about the whole way through and neither of us have been reading. So, well, uh, all so right. um, well, we can just jump right Let's into this.
0: Jump right in. Let's do this shit. Uh,
1: and we have two topics tonight. The first of which is like very depressing. So we figured we'd do that first and maybe by the time we're done with the second topic, you'll have completely forgot all about it. Um, and remember this podcast in a positive light. So um, last Thursday, the Houston Astros, was it that long ago last Thursday? Okay, yep. never mind. Last Thursday, <clears throat> the Houston Astros officially fired um, Assistant GM Brandon Taubman. Is that, did I say yeah, that right? Taubman or Tobman? I'm not sure. Taubman or Tobman? Uh, yeah. Age 34, uh, and you know, very clearly fits into the uh, aging bro category of people. That um, is. G Assistant GM Brandon Taubman. Oh God, just sounds like a dick. Uh, uh, anyway, dick.
0: what's that? He looks like one too.
1: Yeah, aging yeah. bro. I just imagine he like wears golf visors and is balding. Yeah, but like. To the office, you know, and maybe like Nike wrap around slippers, you know, with socks on. Yeah,
0: right yeah, now. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh,
1: anyway, <clears throat> now I'm just really caught up in how I think this guy looks. Anyway, after he <laughs> had aggressively and possibly drunkenly accosted a group of female reporters in the Astros clubhouse. Specifically, Taubman shouted at the women, thank God we got Ozuna. I'm so fucking glad we got Ozuna. Uh, About a half dozen times in a champagne-soaked room. Um, So, and for those of you listeners who don't know what he's referring to, uh, Marcel, Marcel?
0: No, Roberto. This is Roberto Ozuna.
1: Roberto. Roberto Ozuna is the closer for the Houston Astros. And he was picked up for pennies on the dollar last season after the, uh, Toronto Blue Jays did the right thing and released him after he served a 75 game suspension due to domestic violence, uh, a domestic violence incident with his, uh, wife or girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so this guy was just screaming that at a bunch of female reporters. Um, to make matters even worse, after Sports Illustrated journalist Stephanie Apstein reported the incident, she was one of the reporters he was yelling at, in SI.com, the Astros organization attacked her, immediately denying that that happened and claiming that her story was misleading, this is a quote, misleading and completely irresponsible uh, and trying to create a story where there isn't any. Um the Astros formally revoked that and apologized for it and then fired Taubman, presumably. I mean, supposedly. I mean, they- I mean probably still works there. Question. <clears throat> what, if any, responsibilities do Astro fans have for their organization's behavior? And what, if anything, could they do to make the Astros care about domestic violence? Because it's very clear that they do not.
0: So I've been going back and forth about this a lot, and what has always bothered and perturbed me—we've talked about domestic violence on the show several times—and one thing that I can't wrap my conscience around is how do you compare something so trivial with sports—something so trivial such as sports fandom with something so deadly serious— as the issue of domestic violence in America. And so it's always felt a little weird to me to be basing a sports rooting interest based on which team and or franchise is less reprehensible. Does that make any sense? Right. And so, and I don't know any hardcore Houston Astros fans, um, But I would have a hard time, if I did know a hardcore Houston Astros fan, I would have a hard time going up to them and being like, gee, see, this is why you should not root for the Houston Astros. Right. Uh, And the, the closest parallel I can get to, and it's not even a very good parallel, is my friends who are all Chicago Cubs fans. Because, you know, the Cubs organization does shitty and douchey things Constantly, but I don't. I don't actually. You know, I'll give my Cubs friends shit, but I don't actually expect them to abandon their fan their fandom based on these
1: issues. Does that make right. any sense? I, yeah. It does, and I think that you know, it's also. Um. It's also organizationally, it's hard for organizations to do that the problem with the Houston Astros though is that they seem to be like wholeheartedly embracing it right um clearly there's a culture there that really thinks pretty little of the issue um where this one guy was screaming these things at these female reporters and then when they reported it in Sports Illustrated which you know of the lamestream sports media Sports Illustrated's not the worst Looking okay. at you, ESPN. Yes. Um, <clears throat> when they reported it, they immediately, without any sort of investigation or anything, called this woman a liar and said that she was making things up where there was none to be made up. And they said that they based that on eyewitness testimony, which is like, which is bullshit. This total, total, total. This, yeah, total this bullshit. bros, bros. You know what I mean? They're like, right. hey. What did you, what was your bro saying? And they're like, Oh man, I don't know. I had like six Jager bombs. I was like totally blitzed, but I totally want to bang one of those reporters. And they're like, Yeah, totally, man. She's such a lying bitch, you know?
0: Right. And that gets back to I mean, you already said this, but what how does the organization how does the organizational culture treat these kind of issues? How could a guy like Talman, after having a couple of drinks, he you know, assume that it was okay to act this way, among Perhaps. so many other issues,
1: right. and, and in the greater scope of what like the media and the general feeling about issues like this are in 2019. Yeah, like but, you have to feel very comfortable to do that shit,
0: you know. Exactly, and I think the fucked up thing is that he did feel very comfortable, right? To get something with the Houston Astros made him feel very comfortable. That their, their knee-jerk reaction was to come to his defense and try to discredit and gaslight Stephanie Epstein. You know, oh, she's making all this shit up. Right.
1: She's just a hysterical woman, you know?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So kudos on Sports Illustrated for actually standing up for the reporter, I suppose, if there was any good thing to come of this.
1: Well, so, and Major League Baseball, who is continuing to investigate the incident. Um, and, you know, they they said that they weren't going to close their investigation when the Houston Astros fired that employee.
0: So, right. And so that gets to the second part of the question. What can I mean, we were specifically talking about Astros fans, but maybe we could broaden this. What can be done to make the Houston organization care about these issues such as domestic violence. Well... Bring the Hamley down.
1: Right. You know, Major League Baseball has to step in. Fans can't really do anything short of, like, widespread boycotting. Uh, Because, you know, baseball's a business like anything else, and the only thing that's really going to change their mind is their bottom line. So... If fans stop buying jerseys, stop buying tickets, stop watching baseball games, that would make a difference. Unfortunately, this thing happened right when the Astros were going to the World Series, and, like, that's not going to happen. Right. And then also, like, I don't think the Astros really have any hardcore fans. Or, like, the hardcore fans are, like, a very small group. I feel like most of Astros fans just have, like, old New York Yankees jerseys that they, like, live in Ohio and they have old New York Yankees jerseys that they've, like, painted Astros over. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and they're,
0: you know, they're trying to build this culture. I mean, for how many years were the Houston Astros one of the sad sack franchises of Major League Baseball? And now for the past four or five years, they're one of the superpowers. Right and, and at what cost, right? Now, after I say that, I think, eh, I really doubt that this douchebag Brandon Taubman was the genius behind, you know, assistant general manager Brandon Taubman was the genius behind constructing the Houston Astros, you know, roster.
1: You know, he was probably the guy last year, though, who was like, you know what, let's hire... Roberto Osuna. That's right, Like, that was probably his contribution. And, like, (laughs) he was just so proud about it,
0: you know? Yeah. Right. And now they fucking have Osuna. It's just, it's very disappointing. It's very sad. And it's very frustrating how you know it's still there, right? That culture that breeds and encourages this kind of behavior is still there.
1: Right. Well, you know, it's a real... I mean, you know, it's a men's sporting league and it's intensely male dominated. Uh, And, you know, sports media is also intensely male dominated. But, you know, this is like, you know, men talking, you know, what what was it? We talked about the Red Sox interim uh, cabal of baseball. Uh, operations managers included one female, and it was the highest-ranking female ever in any organization in baseball.
0: Right. Ever. It was big, big fucking deal.
1: Right. And she's been replaced by a man at this point. Oh. Um, so, but, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was a step, but it was, you know, the same thing as in the media world. And, like, you know, one of the things, like, because... <laughs> the general manager held a press conference um, talking about this, you know, when and when they released their statement that they had fired Taubman and he really got dragged over the coals, which was like pretty nice. Um, and because, the, you know, their initial response to it was like, this is a lie. She's right. a liar. Yeah. And there's no story here when which- clearly there was. And like, The reporters, everyone in the room was like, so who wrote that report? (laughs) Who wrote that statement? And like, did you write that statement? Did you approve that statement? And like, he was real cagey about it before eventually admitting that he had seen it before it had gone out. So clearly in the beginning, this guy, the highest ranking like baseball operations guy in the World Series playing possibly champions by the time this podcast comes out, Houston Astros was ready to just discredit this. yes yeah, exactly.
0: and, it's, and it's just that, that knee jerk instinct to protect your own, right? right. So the fucking wagons, everyone's against us and we just have to protect our own until it becomes untenable. Right. I think that that is more than a sports organizational problem. I think it's a large part of, you know, our culture here.
1: Right. Well, but it's also, you know, I work also in an industry that's very male-dominated. And I oh. always, like, you know, whenever I can, I try to hire a woman because I feel like, I just feel like workplaces are better healthier places when there's like a gender mix you know what i mean yeah that's
0: really interesting like thinking i work in a very female-dominated industry and yet somehow like men continue to like rise to leadership positions constantly within education right i think it's better now than it used to be but it's still a thing
1: right well, it's just the mix is important, I think.
0: Uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, I don't, you know, I doubt there will be any long-term uh, ramifications for the Houston Astros. I know, you know, Ozuna's still got a job, and he's the one who actually committed the crime in the first place. Right. Uh, Men uh, ostensibly is out of a job. I'm sure, you know, I am kind of want to Google him right now. Uh, right. And see, like, who his daddy is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He probably owns a dealership.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, see where he's going to, because he'll fall on his feet somewhere, you know. Dang, he's, oh, there's a good article here well, from the station.
1: That would be a good one, though. That would be a thing that the fans could do is, like, if your organization hires this motherfucker, like, make them know about it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, it's important for, you know, people like that to just, you know, maybe it's not what he did isn't worth, like, isn't bad enough for him to lose his career. But like, it's like a lemons, it's like a eggs and omelets sort of situation. Like, you can't just, this guy can't just get another job because then nobody will ever learn anything about it because already no one's talking about it because the World Series is going
0: Right, on. right. Yeah, and I think that's a problem. I've got some links here. Um, I want to read these and I might try to post these. The Nation has a thing on it. The Astros fire Brandon Taubman but the real problem remains. And that's written by Dave Zyland. I don't know if you know who he is. No. Uh, he does a lot of good...
1: Is he the number one draft pick out of Duke this year?
0: Sure. Why not? Yeah. What?
1: place for the zyron williamson right? oh no
0: no this is dave zyron
1: david zyron williamson
0: sure and he does a lot of like social justice stuff and he's been writing for the nation for years and years and years so he's got a thing on it we'll post that and then espn even though they're trash garbage fire uh yeah here we go uh Towman grew up. Where do you think he grew up? Oh, this is oh, this is too good. All right, we have to oh, do. Wait, this. hold
1: on. We have Stanford to do this. And they were
0: close. So fucking close.
1: Damn.
0: So fucking close.
1: <laughs> well, okay, okay. Uh, Princeton, New Jersey.
0: Oh, so
1: close. You like? You know exactly the yeah.
0: <laughs> Not All that right. classy. Right Not that classy. Less classy.
1: I don't know if you've ever been to Princeton, but that place is not fucking classy.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I visited Princeton.
1: Uh, it's cool.
0: Uh, it's very generic. Okay.
1: Just let me tell me where, where is he from?
0: Okay. Tell me this pro-Wikipedia. Grew up in Long Island, New York.
1: Uh,
0: where he was a fan of the...
1: What? A man of what?
0: He was a fan, fill in the blank.
1: Oh, of the Yankees. Nope. The Astros?
0: No. Nope. Long Island, not a fan of the Yankees. Fan of the New York. Mets. Mets, yes. Um, Attended Syosset High School in Syosset. Syosset. Yeah, okay, Syosset. Yep,
1: that's like Mid-Island, I'd say.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Attended Cornell. Graduated in economics. After college, Talman valued derivatives for Ernst & Young before joining Barclays in 2010. While Barclays, he spent his spare time playing daily fantasy baseball. Talman and a close friend developed a projection system which they used to win 58% of the time. Talman was hired by the Houston Astros in 2013 after he responded to their ad for an economist on Fangraphs. What the fuck?
1: Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, this guy is exactly who you think he is.
1: Yeah. He like he goes golfing in basketball shorts. Yeah. Um you know. Probably drives a Lexus. Um, no. Well he's which. BMW. Okay. No. A Range Rover.
0: Oh there you go. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, big fan of Guy Fieri.
0: Yes. There you go.
1: <sighs> Oakley sunglasses.
0: <laughs> what kind of shoes did you say?
1: Uh, he wears Nike. like Nike's athletic sandals
0: athletic. with white,
1: with like gym socks on underneath. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. This guy yeah. sucks. Yeah. All right. All right, we're done talking about that. Uh, let's move on to the next thing. We have about 10 minutes. You ready? Sure. All right. So, changing topics. Two teams in the World Series this year aren't the only ones making headlines these days, as this year's could have should haves have already put their eyes and pocketbooks on next season. There was a glut of head coaching firings at the end of this season, from big names like Joe Madden to lesser-knowns like Andy Green. Who will be served as pig slip once he returns from that Grateful Dead reunion tour that he has spent the second half of last season on? Few teams have not waited to fill to fill their managerial holes. The L.A. Angels of Anaheim hired hipster Grandpa Joe Madden, and the underperforming Phillies have hired Joe Girardi, following the long trend of the city of Philadelphia picking up New York scraps, real second-tier city style. Ha. I think that's Philadelphia. Philadelphia. The Padres hired somebody no one has ever heard of off on the street, and the Chicago Cubs have hired David Ross, a fan favorite, and a smokescreen to placate the masses while the Cubs dismantled the team back to their 2012 form. Question, which managerial position will be filled next and by whom?
1: Uh, for those of you who don't know, the, the Cubs won 61 games in 2012.
0: Yeah, they were bad. They were bad for a long time.
1: Yeah, and we can look forward to them making some moves to uh, slash payroll yeah. in the coming in the coming seasons, big time. Um, well, you know, I feel like who are the big teams still looking for a manager? There aren't a lot of them. Uh the Giants? Yeah, San Francisco.
0: San Francisco. Who did the Padres hire? Uh I
1: I don't know. I never heard of this guy. He is um here, I'll look him up real quick. The They hired him on the same day as Joe Girardi though. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Because I thought that Madden was either gonna go to the Angels or the uh Padres
1: yeah Joyce Tingler
0: <laughs> that's not a real name
1: Jace Jace Tingler
0: uh, <laughs> that's like a pornography name
1: yeah it's <laughs> actually just Taubman with a fake mustache on that's
0: pretty good um I don't know. I mean, I mean, these spots fill up fast. Um, what was I gonna say? I am. I guess I'm not surprised that the Cubs hired Ross. I I'm still befuddled about why they fired Madden.
1: after oh, the Mets. Oh, the Mets don't have anyone. I don't think so. I think the Mets don't have a manager. And they're talking actually about what's-his-name.
0: Who's what's-his-name? Oh, God. Well, bad it. At...
1: Yeah. The Mets are going to hire what's-his-name next. That's going to be a big deal. That's <laughs> yeah. my call. Yeah. The, the Padres hired that one guy. The Mets, they've got what's-his-name. Yeah. Uh, what is this name? Hall of Famer. Played for the Mets for a long time. Uh, David Wright. No, no, no. That guy's not all favor. <laughs> he also played for the Yankees. He played for Houston for a long time. Uh, so here's what I think. is I think that a couple of these teams, potentially the Mets actually even, are going to wait until the World Series is over and probably hire some employee of the Houston Astros uh-huh. as a manager. I think that an employee of the Houston Astros, you know, pitching coach, bench coach, whatever is going to be a major league manager next season for some other team. Okay. Yeah. That's legitimate. Um, And that probably will be Kansas city.
0: Oh yeah. That would be such a hard job to take, but that would be like where you would start.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Expectations are pretty low in Kansas city. Although, fuck, they just won a World Series five or well, five years ago now.
1: Right, but that guy retired. Yeah. Right.
0: Um, I think the Giants job is the most valuable job still out there.
1: Uh, the Mets.
0: The Mets. But the Mets yeah. haven't hired someone yet? Who, who are the candidates? So. Who are the candidates for the Mets right now?
1: I don't know. I'm looking it up right now.
0: Yeah. I think so. So why, though? Why did the Cubs get rid of Joe Maddon? They have underperformed the last, what, two seasons.
1: Well, no, because they're going to dismantle that team, and he wants nothing to do with it. Okay. Like, you know, he's at a point in his career where he can say, no, I'm not going to manage a rebuild.
0: Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I get it. That makes
1: sense. Um.
0: So, Mickey Calloway has left the Mets, and he's now, like, the pitching coach for the Angels. Right, he's
1: working for Madden.
0: Yeah, maybe uh, the Angels will actually be good.
1: I, yeah, I doubt it.
0: You don't think so? Nah. Uh, Cora is still with the Red Sox, but the Red Sox have a new GM, right?
1: Right, they are going to... Um. They'll probably keep him at least for another man year because he was, you know, he's low cost and he was the, um, he won World Series last year.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Man, Fred Wilpon is ugly looking. The owner of the Mets, he looked like fucking tall gall. Who? Fred Wilpon, the owner of the Mets. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Like he looked kind of like the crypt keeper, maybe. He's an ugly motherfucker. Buck Showalter. Ooh, I'm just looking at oh, i yeah. just at at rumors now.
1: Right, Buck Showalter's up there. This guy, uh, Eduardo Perez. Oh yeah. Who used to work for Houston?
0: Carlos Beltran. Ooh. Yeah, Carlos
1: Beltran. That's the one I was trying to remember.
0: Oh, okay. That would be cool. Carbell. Carbell.
1: No one calls him that, but. We do. Uh, I don't think they like his name is kind of dropped off, so I doubt that's going to happen. But that would yeah. be who I was rooting for.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would be exciting. Uh, but honestly, would you want to be the manager of the New York Mets?
1: I mean, if I was looking to be a manager, then sure.
0: Uh huh. Why?
1: Oh, it's like a big, like you, you will get your name out there, you know? Because, like, you don't have to be a winning manager to, like, be a manager, you know? Okay. Mickey Calloway coaches the Mets for one year, gets fired, gets a job as Joe Madden's pitching coach for the, for the LA Angels. And then, you know, he'll be coaching, he'll be the next coach of the Padres, yeah, whatever, Atlanta Braves, you know?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like he's an established manager now.
0: Interesting. Okay. Huh. Um. Yeah. I don't know. It's a crazy time. Everybody's always moving around. Uh. Who's does Baltimore have a manager? Did they fire Showalter?
1: Yeah, he hasn't worked for them for a few years. I'm not even sure if Baltimore has a team, though. Honestly. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Like, they might not even be able to afford, like, bats next year.
0: (laughs) What are they going to do? It's like, just
1: wear your own uniform, team. You know what I mean? Like, everyone just get an orange t-shirt from Target and, like, spray paint an O on the front of it. (laughs)
0: Brandon Hyde. Brandon Hyde is the new manager of the Baltimore I guess this is you. Is he still it?
1: I don't think he got fired.
0: I don't think he got fired. Because, like, what are they going to do? Who's going to do a better job?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, <sighs> what is it that... Something that, like, when you when people, when something you stop believing in something and then it just disappears, like, that's going to be the Baltimore Orioles. You know what I mean? It's like, nobody they don't have fans anymore. No one goes to their games and like, no one watches their TV and it's just going to be like, someday they're just going to be gone. And people are going to be like, Oh, what's the baseball team for Baltimore? And they're like, what baseball Baltimore doesn't have a baseball team. And I'll be like, Oh yeah. Oh, for a second there, I thought I remembered something, but then I remembered you're right. Baltimore does not now, nor has it ever had a baseball team. Yeah, that's a good call. Right. And then Chris Davis is just like shows up at Little League games, (laughs) like begging for money, you know?
0: (laughs) In his orange t shirt.
1: Like raving about the Orioles. And people are like, that big guy is fucking crazy.
0: (laughs) Uh, Huh. I like it. Good job. Did you know that? Cal Ripken Sr. managed one game for the Orioles in 1985, and they went
1: 1-0. And then he got fired?
0: I don't know. He must have been a player coach, I'm guessing.
1: Or, like, he was a assistant coach, and the coach got suspended for a game for, or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, that's managers. We Yeah. This is why I'm not looking forward to the uh, fucking off season. We're just gonna right. we're gonna gonna have all these hot stove takes. where we're gonna be like, you know, that one guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy. <Play>. Yeah. How is <laughs> that guy? All right. Uh. All right. Cool. So this has been the B block. We tried to go deeper into a couple of episodes. Uh. uh not episodes. I apologize. Topics. Uh. Give us some feedback. Let us know how we are doing. Tell us all the shit we got wrong. Um, yeah, I, I want to come back to the idea of, you know, what what can one do as a fan to steer the team that you root for in a good direction? Because, right. I, like, I don't know how I'd feel if the White Sox signed of all this chat. I would definitely have an As
1: your manager. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, that actually might make me quit. I might right. actually quit on that one.
1: <laughs> well, no, it's like, you know, how how do you be the change that you want to see in the league that you are only a consumer of?
0: Right. And yeah. of millions.
1: Right. Yeah. Because it's going to it's gonna be hard to, like, you know, the easy answer would be hit them where it hurts in the money because, you know, baseball is losing revenue every year anyway, but and if people were like, no, we don't like domestic violence and we're going to, like, not pay for it, then th- changes would be made quickly. But it's, like, very difficult to balance that with, like, an extremely talented closer who just happens to, like, smacking women around. You yeah. Know?
0: Well, which is messed up. Too. also
1: want their team to win, you know? Yep.
0: So it goes.
1: And it's like, what? fills more seats like is a winning team going to fill more seats than a team full of domestic abusers is going to drive people away the answer is yes
0: right. yeah yeah that's when you lean into it and just hire your all villain team right yeah
1: managed by Taubman.
0: <laughs> that's what he's gonna do oh,
1: tickler but it's tickler now bro
0: <laughs> i thought it was tingly I'm tingler. I'm tingly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck that guy. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. You can also check us out on SoundCloud and Spotify. Also, give us a shout out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. For Sam, my name is Joel. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Go. <laughs> This is a a metal band covering Enya. They're
1: just sampling Enya. Yeah,
0: that's a double bass right there. You hear that double bass? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Enya's pretty
1: metal
0: when you think
1: about it.